Best-selling author, public speaker, and performance coach Roy Red has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? will determine what you Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we give you tactics, interviews, and strategies to help you crack your success code, reach your goals, and achieve your dreams on your journey. Today, we're talking about the magic of virtual events with Ken Sky, who is a virtual speaker, magician, and is a master at making not just events before Corona, but now virtual events, making them look amazing, making them look engaging, and making them look like you're there in person. Ken, are you there? How you doing, brother? Hi. Coming in, coming in, coming in. So glad. Uh, what do I do? That's a great question. And thank you so much for mm-hmm. for having me be part of this. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's an honor for me to be uh, invited to your to your podcast. Uh-huh. I have to tell you, there's one lesson I've learned over and over in my life, and that is be flexible. So that's what I do. I'm a I'm flexible. I think that's mm-hmm. my my job description. But uh, my actual background is I'm a professional speaker and magical performer and audience engagement specialist. That means I specialize in grabbing, holding people's attention. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools that way that we can use. Um, uh-huh. Many cases I used to use magic when I traveled all over the world. And when COVID came, I found that I had to find a way to do it virtually, like we're here now. Yeah. So you just saw yeah. my intro. That's just one of the tools that I use, but I use magic and I use, I come into the camera's face and sometimes I step back. So that's what I do. I now produce virtual events and I help Uh speakers such as yourself Mm -hmm. just maximize what you're already doing virtually when you Mm -hmm. present to your audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Real quick, let's talk about that. Because when I was speaking all over the world as well before COVID happened, when COVID hit, um, 
we kind of both, except you learned on a higher level, but we both learned how to take our talents virtually. What was your mindset and what did you do exactly to 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 pivot uh, in those moments? I think based on, on my life experiences, uh, I went a little harder on, on a pivot than a lot of my colleagues did. I'd, I'd learned early on in life that if if you want to get something, then you 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 gotta work for it. And yeah. just sitting back and wait for COVID to pass was not an option for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have, I guess, the patience to sit. I'm rather somebody who takes action. So immediately, mm-hmm. as soon as all my events got vanished, I'm gonna say from the calendar, I wanted mm-hmm. to find a way to present virtually like this. And my first show wasn't that amazing, if I'm honest. It just, yeah. you can't do what you do on stage. You can't do the same thing that you do on stage and do it in front of a camera and ha- expect yeah. that for it to work. So you have to, to find mm-hmm. ways to, to adapt. That was mm-hmm. the big thing, adapt and find a new way. So what I did is I got frustrated at first, if I'm honest here, yeah. that's what I did. I got frustrated because Mm-hmm. I had seen on YouTube videos of other people, of YouTubers, and of course we watched television and nothing mm-hmm. I did looked even remotely to the way it looks now. And that frustrated yeah. me. I wanted to have this, this depth of field that you see now where you can show something mm-hmm. and the camera focuses and everything else is blurry and mm-hmm. then be sharp again. I just, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest struggles. And that's where I really went in on finding a right camera setup. The lighting setup yeah and then i also learned almost more important than a camera is of course uh-huh. the sound so uh-huh. we wanted to, i wanted to have a clarity when i communicated and i'm hoping that i selected the right microphone that this is sounding amazing right now because yeah otherwise it won't make sense so yeah these are the two elements where i took some time and just really went down on and just researched and and bought cameras and played with it and lighting. And and after all of that, I found out I had to move my desk because my background was horrible. So I moved <laughs> my desk uh-huh. about 90 degrees to just, because yeah. uh, I got, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. This isn't working. Mm-hmm. I had some sort of shelf that was peeking into the picture, virtual background I didn't want to do because when I perform magic and I would d- display something, it would just mm-hmm. not be there. So it's just a whole different kind of magic that I wasn't aiming for, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it got better. And mm-hmm. then I did the most unlogical thing I could have done. I turned the table, the desk another 90 degrees. So now I'm facing into the living room, which yeah. was the most unnatural setup for me to do. But all of a sudden I have a single wall behind me and I painted yeah. it blue and I put some uplighting on it. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. things started to work out. And that's yeah. how I sort of, stumbled that was my crossover phase yeah. from traveling the world in person to doing something virtual does that answer your question yeah you uh remind me of a quote uh where tony robbins says if you want to change your life you got to raise your standards and you to put it plainly you're a professional you didn't want to just have video you didn't want to just grab your phone you wanted to look professional you wanted to be world-class and that's why you are world-class and on the level you're on. But I wanted to dive into kind of why what you do is so important. 
because I ask a lot of business owners, and there's a lot of business owners that watch this and you know, work with businesses, helping them uh, bring in more leads, convert more clients and get more referrals. But a lot of, I ask a lot of business owners, you know, what business they're in, they'll tell me consulting, speaking, uh, author, they'll tell me they sell a product. And what they don't realize is they're really in the getting attention and trust business. That's getting attention and getting trust business. And before you can get trust, you have to get people's attention. That is why your work is so amazing and so valuable. And that is the struggle with today's climate. Yeah, it's easier because we have the internet, but if you don't know how to get people's attention, then how can you ever teach them that you have a product that could fix their problem? So Ken, how do you get attention? How do you think about it? Do you have a formula? Um, how do you get people's attention? And maybe you could give us an example so that we can start to use your secrets to get people's attention. That's a, a very good observation there, Roy. And, and thank you for the compliments. I really appreciate that because it does show that the things that I was aiming for are coming through and, and other people see it the, the same way too. For me, it was simple. I wanted it to look professional. Like you said, I wanted to look elegant and I wanted yeah. it to be magical. This experience of meeting somebody on, on Zoom, let's give you Zoom as an example. I wanted it to be as magical as possible. Yeah. So you said to grab somebody's attention. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. The way I looked at it was if I'm not looking professional, then subconsciously my viewers or my the people I'm talking to, mm -hmm. and we can help this, we sort of just uh, subtract a little bit from the authority that somebody has. Example, if I were to talk to, let's say, somebody from a, a big store and we're having a communication and he's an expert in what he does, but if I'm now coming on to the meeting and he sits in front of a, a big bright window, mm -hmm. big shine coming in from the, and I maybe did the laptop is on his lap and it's kind of like aiming up at his, so I'm looking into his nose, this dark mm -hmm. shaded face. Mm -hmm. It's, I can't help it. We're wired this way. We're thinking, well, if he doesn't know how to do zoom in a different way, does he know about his product, right? Our minds automatically go there. And at least mine does, I can't help it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to show up like I know what I'm doing because I know what I'm doing. And that yeah. made literally all the difference. Yeah, That is exactly how I shifted from being at home with no work left to mm -hmm. filling up my calendars again. And it was just because of this. When I showed up in a meeting at whatever networking meeting, people immediately asked me, what camera are you using? What microphone are you using? Yeah. And that, that's that attention grabbing element that you said, like the moment I come on, people see that, oh, wow, you must be in some sort of TV studio. This is my office, but yeah. I make it look like this. And I would do this every time. It didn't matter what type of meeting I had. I would raise my desk. So I'm standing, I'd turn on the lights, the lights in the back, everything, no matter what, every time I would show yeah. up like this. And that's the yeah. secret. You got to show up like you mean business. Yeah. And that's true, because when we met, um, I think we met at Metal and I asked you, I was like, yo, what what background do you have? What are you using? Are you using Ecamm, StreamYard? What are you using? 
And that is kind of how we uh, got our introduction. So that's totally true that that works how it, um, that way. Like when you look that professional, it grabs the attention of other people who want to look that professional and they reach out and you get their attention just by looking so good. It, I compare it to being in the gym. If you're the guy in the gym who's buff cut, people are coming up to you, asking you, man, how's your diet? How, how are you working out? What are you doing? And so because of your excellence, um, it attracts people to want to see you and work with you. Um, you know, I help a lot of speakers uh, grow their brand and speak on more stages. How do you help speakers or how important is it for a speaker to add this professionalism to their brand, especially uh, uh, knowing now that a lot of things are going virtual. I'm speaking at a virtual summit next um, week um, and just doing a lot more virtual events. Um, how important is it for them to learn to uh, do this stuff virtually so that they can look professional through Zoom? In my opinion, as important as it is for you the, the, the way you show up in person. Yeah. Like I wanted my appearance virtually to be the same as if I come to an event. So if I go to speak at a fundraising gala, mm -hmm. I come on and I'm, I'm dressed up. I'm not going to go there in, in shorts and, and slippers unless that was my brand, which it isn't. Yeah. But to me, it comes down, uh, comes down to authenticity. So you want to show up authentic, in yeah. person and you want to do that same thing on virtual platforms why should there be a difference we have all the tools as you can see i mean you understand this you have a nice camera you have a microphone so people can hear you clearly you have a clean yeah. backdrop so that there's no distractions it looks professional and this is how people should show up i compare this to a billboard have you ever wanted to have your own billboard yeah wouldn't it be cool like driving through Los Angeles, and there it is in big letters, mm -hmm. way red. Yeah. Number one consultant, such and such. Well, yeah. guess what? The playing fields got leveled last year. Everybody has the chance to have their own billboard now. Mm. So wherever you go, you are the billboard. This frame right here is my billboard. Why mm. shouldn't I take advantage of that? Why should this image not represent everything I want people to know about me, right? Yeah. And you asked about what should speakers know? There's so many things you can do and the way you communicate. For example, mm -hmm. I can find the button now, bring in a logo of mine. And so this is the other thing. We're doing this on the fly. So since you asked that question, I'm going to do it in real time as it would happen. Use a stream deck as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Why do you use a stream deck? Yeah, I use a restream. Okay, so the stream deck is a little um, interface that you can use for assigning buttons to it. I'm oh, oh no, I actually uh, press my actual keyboard still. Oh, you still do the keyboards. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I had to create a little bit of space on mine. That's why I don't have mm -hmm. it completely ready. But if I go right here, there should be, boom, there's my logo right on the top. 
that side. Branding. Branding. So here's another tool. LinkedIn. It should show up. We're doing this in a slightly different format than normally, so it might not show up. We'll see. Sometimes things don't work. Welcome to the technical side of things, right? So I do try to do it manually. It's not showing up. There it is. Oh. It now covers my face because normally this is the full frame that you, we see now, like now we, we're both you and me here. So this was designed mm -hmm. for, for those moments. So that shows up just right beside me. And mm -hmm. so now people can take their phone, open wow. their camera and scan my screen and we'll take them straight to my LinkedIn. So that's a great tool to connect because now you're different mm -hmm. from anybody else. Now that people don't have to scroll through a chat box and mm -hmm. find a link or type your name in and, and look for which, which Roy Rand. So now it's easy, That's boom, good. right? Convenient, That's and it's a new experience. And there's many different things you can, can do that way. So these are just some of the tools that I use when, mm -hmm. when I coach speakers. And on top of that, I will typically review their deck and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll take things that, that are on slides and make them come alive. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna give this a try here to see if this works. Yes. So oh, wow. one of our fellow brothers, John Livesey, talks about don't get rid of your butterfly, make them fly in formation. So this is something I created for him. But see how the screen so comes alive? Cool. So instead yeah. of and having I love a screen share PowerPoint, you amazing. know, have things just flying through your screen. Mm -hmm. And the same thing. Uh, I, I noticed that some of my, my effects don't work with the setup today for some uh -huh. strange reason. I th I'm blame Murphy for that, but yeah. Uh, uh, there's many things you can do. Let's see if we can mm -hmm. do it manually. There we go. Fire. So. <laughs> like Kevin Hart. Get fire on. Yeah. If you want to get fired up, <laughs> of course, it's all about the return on investment. And let's see if you can make it rain well. There we go. <laughs> Man, that's so amazing. I, For everyone who's watching, I want you to see how huge that is. He has his branding, right? And so when you have your branding on there, so I have like my podcast things and I still got to add this stuff, the LinkedIn, you can make a QR code to get your opt-in, your book, um, whatever that is. I didn't even think of that. I'm going to apply that to my talks, my talk that I'm doing next week. I'm going to apply that because that's easier. You know, people get bored of, okay, right now go to www.royred.com. They don't want to do that. They don't want to, you know, going to the chat box gets them disengaged. And the thing about the internet is we're battling against Kim Kardashian's nude photos every day. So we have to figure out a way to keep people engaged here and now. And Ken is a master at that. You know, um, he knows how to make it come alive. It's, that's just a couple of the small things he did. And I really uh, need to get coaching that so I could take mine to another level as well, Ken. Uh, Ken, um, let's kind of shift a little bit. Uh, real quick, everyone who's watching live or watching this video, please comment, subscribe, and 
Uh, if you're on live, hop into YouTube on the right side and comment. If you're on Facebook, uh, go ahead and comment below. Um, Ken, I want to ask you, when you're working with these speakers and you're helping their deck come alive, is that a creative process that is just your genius? Or can somebody else replicate that? Maybe someone who just is starting out or someone who hasn't yet had the capital to um, do a lot of uh, the stuff you do. Is it expensive? And how can they, what's some quick strategies that they can do to make them come alive if maybe they don't have the capital? Like me and you, we use Ecamm. That was kind of the difficult is we have the same um, uh, thing and we can't match them up. Um, but um, in Ecamm's a you know an easy investment of twenty five dollars, so that's not bad. Um, but what about a lot of these a- animations? Do you teach people how to make them? Do you sell them? Um, how can people animate their uh, virtuals and their their virtual events and their podcasts as well? That's a great question, Roy. Thank you for asking. And I would definitely not call myself a genius. <laughs> I think. Um, the word that I would use for myself is um, passionate. I am creative and I'm passionate about making things as magical as possible because the more, the more pleasant the experience is for somebody, the more impact you can have, right? Mm-hmm. So the, to, let's take the, the intro as an example. When the camera flew through the theater and the curtains open up, if I show up at a business meeting, nobody forgets that I was there. <laughs> That's so true. If I come on I'm like that, that ever. And, yeah. and, and I don't do it all the time. I don't, I don't misuse my powers. I only use them for good, but it's a great example as to how you can leave an impression, right? So the mm-hmm. process is typically this. If somebody chooses that I'm a fit for what they want to do and we work together, we look at what is your current presentation? And a lot of times people send me their full presentations mm-hmm. and they clip and I look through it. And yeah. I will, as I go through it, I then make notes. Oh, we could do something there. Because I've done this so much now, I yeah. think it comes easier to me than to others. It doesn't mean that you can't do this. It's just like muscles. I mean, if I were to stand next to you and we would do a, a muscle off, it would be 10 to 1 for you. Like, no, the day <laughs> out of my mind. You got those muscles yeah. trained, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I couldn't get there if I took the time and dedication to do it. Right? Will I ever look like you? No. <laughs> I will just be honest with myself. I will never be. Uh, my muscles probably will never be the way yours are. But I have different aspects that where I do excel at. And that's, I guess, the second lesson is find somebody who shares your passion, your vision, and team up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this by yourself. And I work great in, in teams. So... Coming back to what you asked, if I were to work with you, we would look at your presentation and just by looking through it, that's when the ideas start coming. What if? What if this? I like the what if. That's sort of been my my life's motto. What if I tried this? What if you opened the door? What's behind it? Maybe not my dream fulfillment, but maybe that leads to the next door, to the next door. And maybe all of a sudden I find the things I'm looking for. Yeah. Always ask what if and experiment. Don't be afraid. It doesn't hurt. You can yeah. fail. It's the process that 
you need to sort of go through to, if we yeah. take the butterflies, start off as a caterpillar and eventually morph into the butterfly, right? So a lot of times I have to watch a presentation once, twice, maybe a third time. And a lot of time, and a process of asking, what if we did this? Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Let's try it out. That's how we stumble up with, uh, stumble across these these ideas. The butterflies was not the first thing I fixed or created for John in this case, but it just sort of developed over time. And mm-hmm. every time he now has, what what could we do with this? Then we just brainstorm and create something new for it. So yeah. I use John as an example because. He's great at storytelling, and if yeah. you have a great story, it's easy to enhance that with the visuals. Yes, yes. Um, storytelling is huge. Um, I kind of want to stay uh, right there. I actually had a question someone texted. Um, they said, um, that was cool. Um, if you lost everything today, what are the first three steps? So this person asks this question every show. What are the first three steps you would take to build your uh, virtual platform again? So I think you kind of answered that earlier, video, audio. Yeah, that that is a great question. Mm-hmm. I'd probably look at three elements. Um, mm-hmm. Video. Audio, mm-hmm. I'd probably start audio, video, mm-hmm. and environment. Not to to put this behind at all, but immediately followed by that content, the way you present your content. And there's this rule in writing and theater writing mm-hmm. that you want to reduce it to as few words as possible. And I'm not doing a great job now because I didn't know this question was coming, so otherwise I could have prepared for it, right? But when you write a joke, comedians will take as many words out as possible until you have just as many words as you need for that joke yeah. to work. And the more you do that, the clearer something becomes. You want to be as clear in your communications as possible. So if yeah. I have a great camera, if I have great sound, and I now just ramble on nonstop, I can mm-hmm. still lose my audience. So I have to switch mm-hmm. things up. So things like the fire or like these graphics, mm-hmm. or music. <laughs> if you do it at the right, well, of course you would use it at the right spot. Yeah. But if I'm in a meeting, as an example, and somebody says something funny, everybody's on mute, I'll unmute myself. <laughs> and like, do I have my own laugh track? That's amazing. And all of a sudden the whole energy <laughs> is back up. Everybody's like, who did that? What was that? Yeah. That's hilarious. How can I do that, right? Like all those those things, it's all about the, the way you present the content through the stream. Yeah. And you understand this too. I mean, you're looking at the camera when it's probably more natural to look down at where I'm sitting. I'm guessing. Yes. It's hard. <laughs> it's these you got to get used to it. To, right? Yeah. Um, that's so cool, man. Um, it's funny. I have this kind of this thing. A, a lot of speakers um, in my speaking uh, course, uh, you on stages now. I teach speakers how to be funny on stage. It's a whole video on it because for some reason, that's what people are concerned about when they're speaking. They want to learn how to be funny on stage. And it's funny because we're all naturally funny. But, you know, sometimes we write in jokes into our um, speeches and things of that sort. But I have this thing when I go on stage where 
I'll say a joke and nobody will laugh and I'll be like, that was supposed to be a joke. And I'll allow that awkward moment to then make them laugh when they, they're like, oh, <laughs> and they'll laugh. But what's cool about uh, the, the sound effects is a lot of times I'll say a joke and I'll be like, oh, not funny, not funny. And then I'll play, I'll be like, it's okay. I got my own audience. And then I'll play my sound effects and then they'll, and then they'll be like, huh? They'll hear it and, they'll, and then they'll laugh. It's just, you know. Leave this joke out next and, time or something like it, that, right? Exactly. <laughs> In some sense, you can actually have a more engaging talk than even in person because of the graphics and animations that you could use. Um, do you believe that to be so, or do you still think in person is the best? You're right. I mean, it took me some time to admit it, but yeah. it can be a lot more engaging. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, it depends on how you are on stage because some people walk on stage and they radiate charisma and dominate the space from the moment they step on stage. Wait, right? You're talking about me, obviously. Yeah. Yes, I, I would like to use <laughs> you as an example. Thank you for bringing it up. And a great example of how to use humor. Mm -hmm. And some people, they have to work harder to get there. I mean, let's face it, not all of us are Tony Robbins or Roy Reds, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we can get there with proper training. Virtually, there's a lot of things we can do and I can't demonstrate that now because we're not in a Zoom meeting, but mm -hmm. what I'd like to do is just bring, pin somebody up on, like bring them into my space here. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I should have, it's probably gonna pop up over the wrong spot or not play because of my, my current setup. But I have a digital screen come down and I take uh -huh. somebody from the audience in Zoom and bring them inside my window. And let's oh, say hello wow. to, to Roy. Oh, wow, what's that in your background? beautiful house and no air movement because everything is so still. I'll, I'll just make comments like that. But now you create a rapport with your audience and it's yeah. something that you can't do in a, in an in-person, you, know, you, you can't visit somebody's home and say, is that yeah. a parrot in the back there? What does he say? Or like, what, like now you know something about your audience member that you would have never known in an in-person show. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes super sense. You know, it's like you're um, not just creating effects, but you're also the hype man and you're you're introducing and those things. And um, for those of you who don't know about speaking, the most important part of, part of your speech is the introduction, because the introduction sets the preframe for the rest of the speech. And the way we are wired is we judge people in the first five seconds we meet them. And then we only look for things that verify what we already judged after that. And so the introduction um, is huge and uh, very important. Um, Tony Robbins introduction guy, his name was Reggie. I don't know if he still is, but um, very high energy. He would come get the crowd hype before Tony would come out and then he would bring Tony out like Tony was a rapper or something like like he was <laughs> and Tony would come out like like he was a rapper but um just just amazing Ken how to keep people engaged and really taking our virtual events to the next level so Ken this is the part of the show where we go into the red zone and the red zone is where I hit you with five fast action questions uh, that I found are usually hard for people like us to answer. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. I can do this. Flashback right. to school when I was in exams. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite book? How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, uh, Carnegie. Carnegie. Yes, David awesome. Carnegie. Awesome. What's your favorite quote and why? You can get everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want by Zig Ziglar. Because it's not about me. It's about helping others. And that's how I can get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Um, if you could spend one day with anybody in history for 24 hours, who would it be and why? That is a tricky question. Anybody in history at any time. As a believer, I would probably go back in history to spend a day with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He knew it all, man. I agree. I agree. Would you rather be loved or respected? Loved. Loved. Why? Because you can't be as successful as you want to be. If you don't have anybody that loves you that you can share your life with, it's meaningless. The answer is love altogether and respect is something that is personal to the person. I don't want to create my success based on somebody else's respect. Yes, it's nice to be respected. But again, this might be the way I was brought up. But for me, the answer is love. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I read this cool quote that I've been sharing. And it said that respect fills the space where love should be. And I just thought when I read that is why I came up with the question. It just, you know, how you have a quote that changes your whole brain. That's one. Of, that was one of those quotes that changed that. Because for me, it was respect. And I thought love was null and void besides the love of obviously my family and mom and stuff like that. And then reading that quote and really searching deep down, I realized I love everybody on this earth. I really do. And in the universe, I love everything. Um it's just the manifestation of it that changes. Uh, last question. What is success to you? What is the perfect successful life? Success to me is when you're able to provide for those who you care for with the things that you love doing. Yeah. And when the impact that you have on others is of such nature that they want to be a better person because they've encountered you or they want to they want to improve the life for others because they've met you what is the saying always leave when you when you meet with somebody always leave them better than you, you encountered them i'm i'm totally butchering this now and i apologize but no you got it you got it that that's what it would be for me yeah yeah i take pride in leaving people better than when i found them and um, sometimes it takes tough love, but I, I love people so much that I'll have, I'll rather them not like me, but got better than like me and didn't get better. You know, you're a very wise man, Roy. Yeah, so that's huge. That's huge. Yo, Ken, thank you so much. Thank you for dedicating your time. Thank you for showing us your effects. Um, 
it's we we got to connect more. We got to get on Clubhouse. There's so much more that me and you have to do. I'm doing a summit next week. I'm going to text this guy and um, see if I can connect you to see if maybe you can uh, distro the summit um, because we need to take it to that next level. I think it'll be amazing. And um, Ken, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, everyone who is watching live or watching the recording. Um, If you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy creating it for you, Till next time, always remember to be your true, authentic self. Thank you again, Ken. Oh, Ken, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can uh, get anything that you're offering. Uh, Where can they connect with you? There's one place right here. That's LinkedIn for you. And uh, I am on uh, my website is kenskyunlimited.com that is where I do everything coaching and virtual event production if you're looking Mm -hmm. to bring me in as a magical performer I have Mm kenskyunlimited.com but uh, either way for me my email is uh, going to be on those websites as well Mm -hmm. and Roy let me just say thank you to you for what you do and for asking me to be part of this it was a real honor for me thank you so much yeah, thank you, Ken. Thank you. You want to leave us out with a quick magic trick? Are you, you ready? I am ready. I'm always ready. Oh, there you go. Let's and see I, it. I'll look I down at the shit. screen, though, so my eyes. All right, let's take off the... Um... And I'm going to ask you some questions. And this is based and inspired by one of my mentors, Dr. Mark Goulston, which I think you are familiar with as well. Yes. He said, the world, or the people in the world are feeling lonely but there's something we can do to brighten someone's day. All we have to do is ask them one question, five words. I'm going to ask you this, and I'm going to give you the chance to answer a few times. The question is this, Roy, what made you smile today? Uh, your, your animations. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. What this question does is, your brain instantly has to search for all the positives. It won't think what miserable day I had. It will just look for what were some of the things that made me smile. And if you go into the post office, to the the bank, anywhere where you see a stranger, Uh just by asking them, hey, it's so nice to meet you. What made you smile? May I ask you a question? And then you use their name if you can, if you're at the cashier at the superstore, for example. They usually have an name tag and just read the name. Hey, Maria, what made you smile today? More times than not. And even behind the mask, I find this so amazing. Behind the mask, you can tell when people are smiling because their face sort of brightens up. I'm just putting some music on. So just ask, what made you smile today? And people will tell you. And more times than not, they will say, well, you just made me smile. This is how we can help reduce loneliness. I'm just talking about here. All these moments in life that make us be nice if you could bundle them up. That little bundle of joy. I'm going to try to do this as carefully and as slowly as possible. See every little bit. One piece right here, all the little bundle right there. 
business together. They should kind of stick on there. That's where you come in with the magic words, boy. What are the magic words? What made you smile today? Wow. Ken, you got a gift, man. You got a gift. I thought you were going to jump through the screen and floss my teeth. I was <laughs> reaching the right pocket now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <There's floss. laughs> that would freak you out. If there was a little floss in your pocket, that, that would freak you out. <laughs> man. That was amazing, Ken, and you just gave me so much content to post. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure, and thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, peace.